Welcome everyone to the Sister Stories podcast. This podcast's aim is to marvel at God's sovereignty over each of our lives as women and to encourage one another by sharing our stories. My name is Sophie and today I'm joined by Emma. Hello. Welcome Emma. Um, first of all, can you tell us who you are? So I'm Emma. Um, I'm married to Steve. I've got three children, uh, Kayla, Amelia and Nathan. Um, I've been at Cornerstone for about 14 years now. Um, I was a teacher for nearly 10 years, uh, but left that job at Christmas um, and have just recently started working for the church. Mm, great. Um, so we're going to be talking about your uh, journey to faith and your walk with Christ. Could you tell us um, what your family background is and what it was like in your childhood? Yeah, sure. So I uh, grew up in a Christian home. Both of my parents are Christians and both of their parents are Christians. So very blessed mm. to come from um, from a home that believed uh, the Bible um, and brought us to church from the time that we were born. I'm So I'm one of four. I've got three brothers. Um, so church was always a big part of my childhood. Um, went along to Sunday school, learned all the Bible stories, what they meant, um, even did Sunday school tests, um, which they had um, in the church I grew up in. So my parents were great. They faithfully taught me who Jesus was from a very young age. So I don't mm. actually really remember a time um, where I didn't know that God had made me. I didn't mm. know. Um, so I knew from a young age that I was a sinner who needed saving and that the mm. only way to be saved was um, through Jesus's death on the cross. So yeah. those fundamentals, I don't ever really remember not knowing, mm. um, which is down to my parents, really. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, so you grew up in Ireland, didn't you? I did, yes. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I, Ireland is a predominantly Catholic country. Mm. Um, so we went to a very small Baptist church um, with 20 members. But I was actually born in Derbyshire. Mm. Um, and I remember, so when I moved when I was five. And I think because I had that big significant move, I do have, it sort of mm. s- stimulates memories. And I remember praying the prayer um, while still in Derbyshire. So... Mm. I must have only been three or four, so very young when I prayed um, that God would save me, thanking him for Jesus and knowing, you mm. know, kind of confessing that I was a sinner and that I needed him. Um, but I didn't have an understanding about the assurance that Christ can give about mm. my salvation. So I was quite, um, I prayed that prayer lots and lots of times. So <laughs> um, as a young child, both before I moved and after I moved, I remember sort of being awake at night and praying that prayer and being encouraged by my parents to talk to God about worries. And um, my mum would always say, you know, talk to the shepherd and count your blessings and lots of little, mm. you know, sound bites that still come to me now when I'm struggling. Um, mm. Just encouragement to to do that. So I do remember um, really trusting that God had saved me and was with me in everything, um, mm. which did continue through life, but obviously in in different ways. Mm. I wonder why you were struggling with assurance in particular. Would you say there was maybe more of an emphasis on your sinfulness in your life? Yeah, and therefore, possibly. Yeah. I think I just didn't have, I think I had, it was obviously a very childlike faith. Mm. I knew that I needed to be saved, but I didn't have the full understanding about God's sovereignty and his character yeah. that to kind of back that up, to give me that, you know, sure hope of heaven, mm. um, that as a, a child of God, I should have had. Yes. And that's quite a hard thing to understand, even, yeah. as, even as an adult, isn't it? Yeah. So as a child, I can imagine potentially being a bit scared of God as well, that you could be feeling, oh, if I'm a sinner, then how can I 
approach this god yeah absolutely yeah that's interesting so we're going to follow your story along really and see how that developed into a stronger and closer relationship with god um yeah could you just carry on with the story what happens so um as i said i grew up um so from age five uh lived in ireland which was catholic so at school i was the kid who wasn't doing their first holy communion who wasn't making their confirmation so i was always different and as a young child in primary school that didn't bother me that much because i was just very happy that they were all wrong um and that actually i was being taught what was right um but as i got older and into teenage years i became much more self-conscious of being different um and wanted to fit in so i just became quite quiet about what I believed and what my family believed and how that was different to the Catholic teachings. Um, I knew my friends had an idea about God and they all Mm. thought they were saved because that's what they taught, but I, they didn't have the right idea about being saved by grace. And Mm. I never really pointed that out to them. I just stayed quiet in that. Um, and there was, wasn't any really, um, any young people at my church my age. There was a couple of families, but they then moved away when I was early teenage. Mm. So a youth group that I was going to, I then became completely uninterested in going because everybody was a couple of years younger than me. Mm. Um, and that was really difficult. Um, and so I continued to go to church with my family, but I think I sort of hid behind my parents a little bit. I was never mm. with my peers. Um, within that setting of questioning what the Bible says and learning from it. Um, so I wasn't very engaged as a teenager mm. at all. Um, and that then that mentality of just wanting to blend in with the crowd mm. just sort of followed me into late teenage years and even into university, which yeah. um, looking back now, I now see as a terrible shame because it was a waste. Mm. Yeah. Would you say that you still had interactions with other people at church, even if they were not your own age or young people? Yeah. So we had, I mean, it was a lovely little church family and Mm. I still, you know, my parents still go to that same church now. And it's just, um, I was more seen as their child. I wasn't really my own person in my Mm. faith in that. And I, I didn't have the confidence to question, um, the things I didn't quite understand. I was very accepting that Mm. if that's what the adults told me, I was like, well, that is what's true, even if I didn't really understand why. So I wasn't really encouraged to grapple with anything um, in my teenage years. And I think that therefore didn't help me. But also I think I probably wasn't, you know, a good listener when it was came to Mm. sitting under the word that, I mean, the sermons that were being preached were good, faithful Bible teaching, but it was aimed at adults when I was a teenager and there was nothing really for me. Yeah. Um, That's quite difficult as a teenager, isn't it? Because you need that attention a little bit more at that time. You do. And I just, the confidence to be able to say, well, actually, I'm not sure that is right. Mm. Even if I was wrong in my thinking, but just that encouragement to find out for myself a little Mm. bit. Yeah. I mean, I can see having such a big Sunday school in Cornerstone how great it is to actually see the kids as I teach some of the lessons, just see the kids ask the questions yeah. and really try to understand the things uh, that they are taught. So I think that's a massive blessing to have age groups that are appropriate and, and have that. And then as well to mix together as a church, because you have a good balance of 
with a bit of both really which she needs yeah and I think yeah. I see that throughout the life of Cornerstone because mm. even in so yeah the Sunday school the youth group student group and even as adults we're encouraged to question yes. and we're encouraged to talk to each other and mm. you know what what struck you or what didn't you understand or what is hard mm. and I didn't really have an experience of that until I came to Cornerstone yeah. so that um growing together as a church family was mm. a new thing to me um, when I came here yeah that's great um so what what happened next when you came to university and how so, was that yeah so I went to university in Edinburgh and <laughs> mm. um, so moved away from Ireland and uh, so it was quite a long way away so didn't get home that much mm. um and sort of again I fell into just blending in with the crowd within my first week I'd made friends with the people on my corridor none of whom were Christians um all lovely people but um had completely different priorities mm. um and I didn't then say oh well I need to now go and find the CU and I need to go and get stuck mm. into a church I sort of just drifted along with them until I just slipped into the next few years of you know living student life in mm. a non-Christian way so we were all you know quite studious we went to the library but there was nothing um I, I used lots of excuses of all oh, these are the people that I can invite to church one day when I yeah. eventually find one and get stuck in. Mm. So I did go sporadically and I never really doubted what I'd been taught as a child. So mm. I do think I still had that underlying faith, which mm. in lots of ways is worse because I didn't have a big wobble and think, oh, actually, I, you know, what I've been taught is wrong. I knew that God was the creator God mm. and that I was a sinner and was saved through grace. But I just sort of ignored it because it was easier. And I just mm. went on that easy path, um, which looking back is is a shame because I do look back at my uni years and say, well, actually, that was a bit of a waste. Mm. Were there any opportunities, though, where you had maybe some conversations with these people or yeah so I definitely had some conversations and I I mean like I said I did go to a church sporadically um mm. my cousin was also in Edinburgh but at a different uni we used to go along together mm. which sort of helped us hide in the back row a little bit so we never got you know stuck in or plugged into anything um the teaching at that church was very intellectual mm. so it was like going to another lecture um and it it didn't speak to me but again that possibly was my heart and me mm. not being a good listener and it could have been incredible if I was in a different place um and my friends knew that I would have called myself a Christian but again that wasn't great because mm. I wasn't living it out so I was not a good witness to them really yeah. at uni mm. that's hard isn't it because it's hard to want to fit in yeah. and at the same time you know be different because Yeah, that's always yeah. A, a hard balance to strike, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it? It strikes me how through these two church experiences, you didn't really have one group of people in the church no. that you felt close to. And I do wonder whether that didn't help you in, in getting stuck in, in the sense of like, actually, I knew I can find a similar group of people in this church and, and just yeah, push you in so that the direction. Church, the church I grew up in in Ireland, like I said, was very, very small. Mm. The church I went to um, on and off for four years in Edinburgh, and it really was on and off. It wasn't. It mm. wasn't very regular. Um, was huge. It was probably mm. four to five hundred people. Wow. So it was complete stark contrast to each other. Mm. But neither, yeah, neither one did I get mm. 
stuck into the church family or have anybody who was going to call me out on any of the things I was doing or have any accountability with anybody. Mm. Yeah, that's challenging, isn't it? Um, so what changed then in your life? Because it feels like at this point you have an understanding, but you were lacking assurance and then you're trying to almost avoid your faith in a sense yeah. or, or just leave it aside. So what changed in your life and brought you so back So as I was coming God? up to the end of university, obviously everybody's thinking about what you're going to do next. And mm. I really just had, you know, it was God working, working in me. Mm. Um, and I just, I guess, showing that he is such a faithful God, even though we are so unfaithful to him. Yeah. Um, that I just realized, I, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to change. I want to live for him. I know what I've been taught is true. I know the Bible's his word. And I know he doesn't like that I'm ignoring him in mm. my life. Yeah. So that was, and I used the opportunity of leaving university to say, okay, right, something's changing now. I'm not going to stay in Edinburgh. So I actually went back to Cork for a while. Mm. Um, and my pastor there was great. He was really helpful. He met up with me each week and we read the Bible together. And I think there weren't any necessarily big new revelations at that time, but God was just working slowly in my heart to change my priorities and bring what I had been taught to life a little bit and giving me the desire to want to live that out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, so then after that, I did a few things. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I did psychology as a degree. I thought perhaps I'd go and do some further study in that, um, but needed some experience doing some kind of psychology, you know, work experience. Um, So while I was working at what area I might go into, I, um, my dad was involved with Radstock Ministries. So I went to Kosovo and Albania with him on a Mm. trip. And I then um, ended up getting a job in Kingston with a Christian holiday company. Um, and it was just going to be an interim thing of my aunt and un- my aunt and uncle lived in Kingston. My granny lived in Kingston. Um, so I could move in with them for six months, work for this Christian holiday company. And then the following academic year, I would start further study. And mm. I kind of just came here. But the first thing I wanted to do was find a church um, yeah. and went to Dundonald uh, once. Um, and they sent me to Cornerstone which was then Fairfield because they said, what's the point in driving past a good church to come here? So, mm. and that was great advice because um, yeah. Cornerstone was my local church. Mm. And I think within the first, you know, few minutes of walking in felt so welcome. Mm. And it was people my own age that were very real and wanted to get to know me. And it kind of just from there, everything just seemed to sort of slot into place. Suddenly mm. I had preaching that was, very dynamic and engaging and things that I had all that Bible knowledge there and it all started to um just be a lot more alive um yeah which was great yeah that's good to see how all these different churches and different influences bring like were used by God to kind of make things almost click in your mind and just for make things fall into place for you and just bringing you back to God in a sense yeah after that uni experience great um so that's how you came to Constance about 14 years ago you were saying yeah so yeah. It was beginning of 2009 wow. yeah, 14 years ago that's like a long time it was yeah <laughs> um and did you meet Steve at Constance yeah, so I met Steve at yeah. church mm. um so very quickly felt very involved in the church mm. family which was great um got involved in the youth work 
Um, and he was also a youth leader. So we just by default ended up start spending time together serving, which was great. Mm. Um, and then we got married in 2011. So a couple of years later. Great. Nice. Um, right. So I wonder whether we can move on to the things that you've learned and especially perhaps more recently, but it could also be throughout your years as a Christian, really. Yeah. Yeah, anything in particular? So um, again and again, God has taught me that I am not in control of my mm. own life. There have been lots of examples of that. Mm. Um, I, when I was thinking about this, I, you know, one of the things from the last year, uh, so I've, like I said, I've got three kids. Um, Nathan's had some health issues and it just becomes so clear that, you know, I can't control what happens with my kids god has um god has made them he is sovereign he knows the plan that he has for them and i need to put my trust in that yeah. um so he had a couple of stays in hospital um he's got a metabolic thing where if he doesn't eat he um can get low blood sugar mm. so there's been a few instances over the last year where i've had to sort of put him down to sleep knowing that he hasn't had enough to eat or drink and you just that really is a sort of a testing thing of you know what do I truly believe and you know I do believe that God has made him God actually loves him more than I love him mm -hmm. um God knows what's going to happen so therefore I can trust my mm -hmm. children over to God that he will keep them safe and you know praying for that peace so that I can go and get some sleep and God was really kind and he has given me that And even though it's trying times when you've got to deal with issues with your kids, it is amazing how God can sort of step in and remind you of those truths mm. that, um, that, yeah, that he is, he is in control and yeah. we are not. <laughs> yeah. And all that sh assurance that we were talking about yeah. earlier as well kicks in, doesn't it? Because now, I mean, it feels like through your journey, you've, you've learned to really put your trust and, yeah and you know know that your salvation is is in him and that's that's enough that's sufficient yeah. really yeah so that's a, that's a beautiful thing really. yeah 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 <laughs> um and yeah is there any advice that you'd like to pass on perhaps to younger christians or younger parents or yeah yeah so i think um <laughs> if you are someone like me who is growing up in a christian home um mm. know that that's a privilege but know mm. that you know it's okay to question it and ask questions and do that now so if you yeah. are someone at cornerstone use the great kids work youth work student mm. work whatever to to do that and um yeah get that good understanding now and i again i would just you know say don't drift and get stuck in because mm. if you are part of the church family and you are serving then especially at Cornerstone, you will be held accountable for, you know, things that you perhaps have in your life that you might need to be challenged on. And that's something I think that's really important that I perhaps didn't have at various stages of my life that, you know, maybe if they were there or if I had let them be there, then yeah. it would have possibly, possibly been slightly different. Um, but if, yeah, if you're about to go off to uni, that would be my biggest thing if, you know, in your first week, find the CU. Mm. In the yeah. first weekend, you know, you need to have a church lined up that you're going to visit. And yeah, okay, you can visit a few churches to see where where mm. is going to be suitable for you. But, you know, have done that research and be, be ready because if that's what mm. you want to do at uni, if you want to live for Jesus, then you 
you need help with that yeah. and you therefore need Christian brothers and sisters around you. Um, and yeah, don't do what I said of, well, I'll make friends of the people I can invite along to the church things that I'll find later, which was yeah. just me giving myself excuses. Um, so I think, yeah, just get stuck in at whatever stage you mm. are. If you find actually life, life is too hard to have to try and live out as a Christian on your own. You yeah. need church family around you to encourage you and um, mm. challenge you. Yeah, that's a very good point, isn't it? Um, and yeah, that's really important. And as we've seen, I mean, in Cornerstone, we're so blessed with such a diverse church family yeah. and it would be a shame not to enjoy that and just get stuck in really. Yeah. Uh, but in any church as well, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's great. Thank you so much, Emma, for sharing your story with us today. And thank you everyone for listening. Uh, that's all for today's episode of Sister Stories, but join us again next time.